Hey, hello everyone, and welcome to the Geek Gauntlet. I'm your co-host Shoggy, and alongside me is my boy Negative Edge. How's it going, everybody? We're coming at you live from the Jackson Nerd Studios, tackling the game shows and comics everyone's talking about. We have a huge podcast for you because it was such an amazing weekend. All due really to San Diego Comic Con is what started everything off uh, Thursday, Thursday night. Um, but the big news that happened last night that everyone was kind of getting their tickets for months in advance because it was only one day, one night screening. Yeah, then they made two a, shows. Two, yeah, then they made it a second day. Yep. Added some more theaters. Um, was the Killing Joke, and we figured we'd start you right off with the Killing Joke. Uh, review our likes, our dislikes, our rants and ratings of it. So first off, let's start with the likes. What did you when you go to it? What did you like about the Killing Joke? Um, I like the animation. Yes. Uh, I like the animation, though it sometimes looks like it was a little different um, in parts of the movie, but overall I like the animation. Uh, classic Batman and Joker. Um, and of course, the main part that I really like was the voices. You have Mark Hamill as the Joker. You can't ever go wrong with you that. You can't, no. Uh, no, no. Mark Hamill truly is the voice of Joker. I can't see anybody else doing as good as him. No, I've, I mean, I've listened to other Jokers. I've really liked um, Joe DiMaggio. I really liked other Jokers. They're, they're good. I mean, they're good. They've done a great job with their Jokers. But for me, you know, like, to me, Joker, every time when I do the voice or try to do the voice, or hello, bats, I always kind of, you channel Mark Hamill. You, uh, you channel that. That's the one that goes for me. What is, it's, to me, it's his laugh. He's got that cynical laugh that you think he's crazy, you know? Yep. Literally yeah. crazy. Um, I'll have to agree with you, being Kevin Conroy and having Mark Hamill back in there. Having basically, it's almost like the reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, even Batgirl. Um, oh man, I'm falling. I want to say Tori. I'm gonna mess up her last name. I don't. It's fleeting me. <laughs> um, yeah, they were all. They've all been together. They've all done movies together and other animated TV shows. So that was really nice. Um, anything else that you really liked about? So you got the animation, the voices. Um. That's pretty much the. That's the main point. Much, That's a short list of likes. Yeah. Um, now, what about what about dislikes? What are things that you were kind well, of? Well, another like the story I like because it, it's you know it goes off the um, the actual comic itself or yeah. the trade, but the dislikes goes back to the same thing. My dislikes were one, um, I guess because it was a major movie release, they had to make it long. I think they extended the story longer than it should have oh, been. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, instead of getting a point across. Um, they gave it an R rating, so I actually I thought maybe it was to draw crowds. Don't see an R rating needed to be there. Uh, some of his other, some of the other Batman movies had a lot more blood and gore than this one did. I remember we um, were talking about the R rating, and the one thing that I remember that I was trying to come to the defense was um, maybe, just maybe, the R rating wasn't really something that was in their control. I don't know if they pursued the R rating or was it the. What I'm thinking, the actual movie yeah. company saying, "Hey, wait a minute! This needs to have an R rating because it depicts." The theme, oh, I think, because of the theme of yes, because you see her when well, you don't see, ever see her completely naked, but the, the idea that Joker raped her or something or yes. did something to her that adult content would make it an R rating movie. But by all means, there was no major R rating. Yeah, visually, Vis- you could yeah. see visually, Vis- visually and and sound wise, there was no. There's not like, oh, you didn't see it, but you heard that yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, they they give you the innuendo it happened and then you got to saw you got to see the pictures the same thing you saw in the um, comic book like you didn't really see just saw like the edges of things they got they got as close as they could type of deal um, but yeah I, I thought too that you probably could have done this could have been something that I could see high schoolers seeing this 
Yeah. Um, I could probably, I would think it'd be a little eh for people on 13. So I guess if you did PG-13, maybe. But I, I wouldn't, like if someone 13 years old has seen, you've seen far worse mm. on, on G's on YouTube or even in your own school fights or what have you, um, than you did in this movie. Um, but I also didn't like also was the, the whole musical number. I know at the end of the movie you got to see afterwards it come like they pride themselves on this musical number. I know in the comic book it wasn't a musical. You saw yeah. him dance it. You saw them make notes stuff like that. So they tried to make it to this whole musical number. I didn't see that fitting in there. I did not. I will agree. I did not either. And they did. You're right. They did. At the end of the um, Batman Killing Joke they had like little extras. Even before. So before mm-hmm. and after the movie they added some extras in there. A little behind the scenes. And they were talking about a, a dancing number that they did. And I didn't like it either. I didn't like it at all. I, I thought, I thought, you if you had to keep Mark Hamill doing that song or whatever, what would have made it perfect? Because they kept talking, they kept talking so much about the music and the music and the sound on this was, I would say, ninety percent flawless because mm. it built up everything. Yeah. It was dark, it was dreary, but this musical number was happy and cheery, but not the happy, cheery, freaky. What would have been great is if they had some uh, dissonant chords in there. Something that, as you hear the melody go on, something's not right. You get that classic, you know, you're playing the, the uh, you know, B and B flat right next to each other. So you're ding, 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 and they got that, that kind of, like, like a kid trying to play the piano, and he's yeah, messing up. messing up. If it would have had that kind of messing up, and then progressively got worse as the number went along, that, I think that would have really built in the psychological, you know, feeling behind it. But it was just cheery. That number really lost it. The music lost the tone of him going loony. Yeah. Of talking about losing it. And um, also the ending. The ending was true to a point um, to the comics because they both laughed at the very end. But I think the way they did it and the way they kind of showed things at the end kind of... It, it almost seemed like uh, Batman, after all of this, kind of had like... Oh, it's okay that you raped and did everything. Paralyzed, to, yeah, yeah, back yeah. You shot, and so it's like you know he was pissing at the end. He kind of said, "Ah, well, you know, it's just, it's that, just, this, it's just joking." Totally not you his know? Uh, personality type. Yeah, do something. It, it wasn't. It was like if he would have done the laugh, and you would have got just that little bit of uneasiness. Like Batman still, he still knows. He's still like going to something. Um, now, granted, because it was in the theaters. Yeah. Um, there wasn't big advertisement for us like that, so I know that everyone was there is, is a comic fan, a Batman fan, and read this uh, trade and uh, knows about the story. Yes. But anyone, uh, our listeners out there, someone who hasn't done so or wants to start picking up or wants to pick up this movie never seen it, I would say they would be kind of disappointed because you're right, the ending leaves you flat. Like, really has... Further, there's two different stories. You got the robbery with the mafia. Yes. And then you got Joker escaping and, and you know... Uh, paralyzing uh, background, and then at the end, you explain this big triumphant, you know, what big climactic ending, and it's just them two just standing there laughing, and that's the end. And and and, and the style in which they're laughing, because he could have still laughed, and he still could have had that. They still could have ended it, wrapped it up a little better. But the how he laughed, the, the actual audio of it was kind of like, ah, he's my good buddy, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like, oh, he didn't mean it, you know. It, it had that tone to his laugh. Which I really, like you said, I think I let it, laid it out flat. Um, if I had to compare this to other DC Animated, because DC Animated is way up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer DC Animated over DC Live Action. 
Um, if you had to compare this, uh, are, are we at top, bottom? Where is it on your Richter scale? Uh, towards the bottom, actually. I, I was kind of disappointed compared to other ones. I really like the Son of Batman. And for any of the Batman animated, you know, um, I thought were real action, great. And, uh, art was great. And, uh, action packed. Like, like, it's almost like reading a comic mm -hmm. versus this one was... Uh, had action and stuff like that. I mean, granted, it did have a darker tone. You definitely get that feeling of a dark tone. And same with the trade. That's what it was. I mean, you're paralyzed in background. I mean, it's a yeah. pretty shocking situation. Uh, so definitely had that dark tone. And But I would expect a lot more, especially with, you know, it's Joker, you know? Yeah. Um, he had a few deaths where he made some people, you know, put the smile on their face and took over the crime. But that was it, you know? The big climax at the end is he shot Batgirl and then uh, Batman goes after him in the end, you yeah. know? Um I'll agree. I have to. I would put this actually towards, towards the bottom, and I think, I do that with for several reasons. One, like I said, DC animated is really good. Yes. So my expectations are high. My expectations yep. were actually set even higher because of a. This is the Killing Joke. This is one of those darker moments. It is one of the most memorable um, Batman stories, and uh, it, the way it kind of just didn't live up to the hype. It really did not. Um, so my my rating would definitely be lower. Um, I wouldn't even recommend going to see it in a movie theater. If you, I would, I would, however, recommend buying it for a collection. If you're collecting Batman stuff and you're collecting DC animated, I would get it just because to have a complete collection. Just to have a complete collection. But just to buy, just to buy. No, I would say it's yeah. a rent or you yes, know, stream it or whatever. You like, do. is it is it really worth having to watch it as an enjoyment to watch? No. Yeah, watch it. I would watch it once. Yeah, and I, then I, um, I'm kind of I'm done. Yeah, I have no reason to watch it again. I really exactly since I've seen it in the movie theaters, I really have no reason to watch it again unless I'm doing some sort of movie night that everyone else didn't see it. Like if I brought I had like six or seven friends that came over and they didn't see it, I'd be like, okay, well you know better make some good food because I'm gonna get real <laughs> tired <laughs> of this quick. Um, it's it's sad because I really did think that this was gonna be better. Um, and it should have been because, especially not many animated movies go Maybe. to the theater. Yeah. So this could have been a good following of a good start for multiple movies in the future. Granted, you're still going to have the fans go no matter what movie comes out in the theater, especially if it's an animated movie. But it could have potentially been a lot bigger. I, I, yeah. And I felt, I feel like, again, 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 I'm being let down by DC. And I, I don't want to be. You know, it's mm. like I, I tell before, yes, I am a Marvel fan more than I am a DC fan. But I love, if there's one thing I did like about DC, I love Batman's villains. They're my favorite. They're probably, them and Spider-Man's villains, like, you toss a coin, I love them, I love them equally. I can't, I can't really, like, choose. Um, but this is like, you built up the hype train, you built up everything, and then you, you let it flat. You, you had the chance to do something, and you let it go. Batman versus Superman, you built that crap up, and that stunk. <laughs> Man of Steel, uh, you know, you got Superman really come back. We got this. Okay, you know, it's it's gonna be different. It's not Batman. It's not this. It's not that. And then it's just, you know, it it it's just it sucks. It sucks that that that's it because if DC is good, it means it's good. Any any comic book, movie or art, really art that comes out is good for the comic book collective as a whole. It's good for the culture as a whole. So to have this. Uh, do as well as I do. I'm sure, I'm sure there's people who go on a random raid and say the killing joke was awesome. Um, I, I thought it was just very lackluster, and I'm yeah. sad. I, I'm, I'm actually sad because you, you know, I'm sad for the actors. I'm sad for the people who did it. 
you know, I think there could have been a couple things. There's a couple minor changes, and this could have been a fantastic movie. Mm. Again, dancing number, we could change that up. If you literally change it up. We cut it out together. I think they just did yeah. it longer just to say, get you worth it for your 12, 13 bucks. Right. Well, that to actually make was his. Hour plus longer. The, the tunnel and everything, it'd be hard to cut that out because the tunnel and everything is all there. I'm yeah. just saying, they, they can change, psychologically, they can change that to a dark, sinister, because his whole point was to try to make Gordon crazy. He was trying to make Gordon crack the way he cracked. Yeah. You know, that was his whole thing. His whole point was to prove that. And if, you know, no shit Gordon didn't crack. Excuse my language. I'm sorry, I, I just cursed there, but no kidding, because the song, I mean, even watching all that stuff, you know, you can kind of see, you don't, I see his eyes, even when they showed the animation for Gordon's eyes going through it, he looked tired. He didn't look mortified. Mm. He should have looked mortified. That would have led you to believe more that he would have cracked. So he when you would have seen him close in that, to it, yeah, when you saw him in the cage, when he would have, when he would have had kept the resolve afterwards, then you would have been like, okay, gotcha. But it looked to me like Gore, when I saw Gordon, it looks like he, he went ten rounds. Yeah, with like, like Joe Frazier. Yeah, he went ten rounds with a fractured or Joe mind, Foreman yeah. and did the rope a dope and just was taking it. You know. That's what he looked like. He looked tired. He didn't look mortified to see his daughter, who bleeding got shot. nude, and you know. Yeah, you, you you know. But you don't see the nude just to make sure everybody yeah, knows. Yeah, you, you don't just, see it. You see legs, so you get the idea that she's nude, but you don't see. Yeah, anything. you don't see. It. You really don't see anything. But you're 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 depicting like if you were the father, you would be mortified to see that. And I saw he was tired. The the animation there, you know, so the music and the animation on it's just that last bit. It's the last thing you see. It's the last part you get to, and it just, it really did fall flat. And everyone in the movie theater had that kind of, really? Yeah. I mean, you heard it. You actually heard people go, what? Really? That's, that's how you did it. I mean, I know you, I know what it's, you know, we know what it's going to end like. We know what it's going to be, but <sighs> come on. Um, I, so the killing joke is not like it's horribly bad. It's just a couple things separated that really a couple degrees separated that from being a fantastic film to being eh I'll watch it yeah. once out of it's five I give it a two two point five yeah like I said if you're not a true Batman fan just to have your collection wait for it to come out on Netflix something like that enjoy it that way yes on that this is just for like the avid collector real Batman Joker fan yep I will definitely agree now William, we'll, we'll track back. I think I'm thinking we're going backwards through the week. It's kind of chronological. We did Monday. Let's do Sunday. Sunday, for us, was a lot more, I would say, a lot more eventful than, Absolutely. than Monday. Monday Absolutely. was the hype train and the letdown. But Monday, we went in going, yeah, man, I'm going to go see it. I think it might be good. We actually went to go see, uh, you and I saw Star Trek Beyond. Yes. Um, this is the third installment of the kind of J.J. Abrams era Star Trek. And... Um, we were both on the kind of consensus that this was kind of like the first standalone Star Trek. Yep. It wasn't like... Um, Didn't have the old yeah, um, universe with the old characters. Yeah, yeah. We're not doing... We're not rewriting the Wrath of Khan. We're not kind of redoing the, the first one. And the first one was original. Like, don't get me wrong. It was original, but it still brought... It kind of tied everyone together. Tied the universes together. Um, and the second one definitely brought the Khan player. Granted, a different scenario, but, you know... Um, it's not a remake. This yeah, one. it's this not a remake. This is this is a fresh new story. Yep, a fresh new story. Um, now I'm going to do the same thing. We're going to do the likes, dislikes. We'll do comparatives. We'll have it under ratings and rants. Um, let's go ahead and I want to get your likes. What did you like 
about the movie? Wow, I liked so much about the movie. Um, uh, we reviewed on, on the site. Yeah, we did. Uh, we definitely it was a must see. I tell everybody again, it's a must see movie. And if you want to um, go, actually, I was gonna say, great, great idea. Um, for this plug right now, a little shameless stuff. If you want to go see our review, because we wrote it down, it's in blog form, you can go see this review on the website at Jacksnerd. It'll be www.jacksnerd.com. It's on the homepage. It's still written on there. Uh, it's a co-op. We do um, a couple co-op blogs. Not only do we do podcasts, we do blogs. We try to pretty much do it all, really. It's you know the whole the whole man, you know, two-man show over here. Um, but yeah, go ahead and, and take a look, take a read, and you'll see two different people who watch that's what I kind of like it's kind of like we're going back over it um, but yeah you, your likes your likes sorry my likes um, I like how the movie gave enough time to each character to develop more uh, to really get you uh, invested in those characters each uh, yet they all still work together as a whole it didn't go too far to one or the other um, of course the cinematics were great the special effects were awesome Real love when uh, the ship's flying through warp and you can see the way the universe is splitting yeah, almost. Yeah, the wave, it, the yeah, wave as it's going so through. Cool. Really nice how they made that. Um, of course, the uh, I love the banter between Spock and um, uh, 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 McCoy. McCoy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, McCoy was just giving everybody shit. Yes, it was, yes, it was perfect. But just the Classics. chemistry there is great. Um, from him breaking up to his girlfriend to uh, saving his life, so. Uh, it was great, and, then, and it's funny how when the ship crashes, when they all split up, them two are together. Yeah, you know? yeah, So yeah. you keep that going. So it, it was really and good. And you can kind of see how, you know, as much as McCoy gives Spock crap for being so cold and everything, and you know he cares. He's doing it because he really likes them. There is a friendship with everyone there, and it's, it's neat to see all the different dynamics. What I really like about the movie also is how that... Because of the development of these characters, it shows even Spock, who's supposedly emotionless, you know, supposed to be emotionless, how each one shows what they care about, which is the reason they're going on these missions in the first place to begin with. Yes. And the whole battle to save the space station that's there, because of all the loved ones they have there, it, there's more to them than just discovery. It's personal. Yeah. It does have a lot of heart. And, and that's something that Star Trek used to be before, was more uh, cerebral without heart. You know, you, you, it was very cold. And I think that's why people liked Star Wars. Because Star Wars, you didn't think much. It was this feeling. It was action. It was emotion. And this one actually built in emotion um, while still trying to keep true to the characters. Now, granted, this Spock can't be the Spock that we knew before. He has been compromised. And even the old, the original Spock, Leonard Nimoy, who passed away and they did a great tribute. Yes, they did a they did great tribute, tribute movie, to yep. him in the movie. And uh, they also did a very nice... Um, a uh, little, not, not so much a tribute, but a, a good, you know, dedication to uh, Anton Yelchin, um, who passed away. Who plays uh, Ent uh, well, I want to say Anton Chekhov, who I think it still might be Anton Chekhov um, in this one. But yeah, Spock is totally different because his homeworld's homeworld's destroyed. Even the older Spocks say, "Yeah, I'm, I'm devastated right now," because before, when you don't have to worry about your home being everything, you can be the tough person. Well, when something like that happens, it changes your world. It changes your outlook on things. And so, you know, he's even still battling being close and being distant, trying to protect himself, trying to fight who he, it's his two halves. Yeah. His half it, human and his half, his half Vulcan. You the, see those constantly. That's what's so great about the movie, because like I said, you have the whole stories. The story's continuous, but each one has their own struggles, especially with his, that, you know, he's thinking of leaving Starfleet yep. to go to, you know, New Vulcan to, to continue on 
yeah, the race. Yeah, the continued race because race is pretty much damn near extinct. Um, and you know, also hurts when he does. Uh, part of the tribute that they did, spoiler alert, um, is they showed they kind of hid in the actual dates of Leonard Nimoy's Spock into a, a little portrait. He kind of pulled out. Um, think of it as like a uh, almost like a cybernetic scroll looks like, oh, a, like a little piece of pan yeah, yeah. yeah so he pulls it out and it shows two pictures of him and, and such like that but it it kind of kind of makes him think well it's going through well he was going through other stuff other memorabilia and he pulled up a another kind of portrait so to speak a digital portrait and as he's looking at it it's a just a beautiful iconic picture of the original cast yeah um and it's it's got all I mean it's got all of them and they're it's not a young it's no, not a young photo you it's, it's a it, more think, seasoned yeah, aged one which is great because it shows everything they it makes through. me look at the outfits they were wearing in that it almost looked like I think it was from Star Trek three I almost think it Spock was, outfits I think it was too it, with it, the red and the clip on the left hand side that yep. pulls down I was thinking the same thing I was like it almost seems like Search for Spock um, and that's one of my personal favorites. I love that. They go back to uh, San Francisco. Yeah. And it's just, everything's crazy. But I um, I particularly liked when they showed that because they showed them there, and granted, they're not young. They're, they're aged. You can see all of them, and they're stuck together. This is the crew that is stuck together through so many missions. And it's their first five years. And like you said, they were battling. They're three years into it. They're battling with, like, you know, everyone's got their own thing. Things change. Relationships change. You know, when you're at work all the time, they always say, oh, you should date someone who's at work. Well, yeah, you see them all the time. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, you know, it's, it's one of those things. So it's like you see the relationships between the people. You see their personal battles and what they're going through. Um, I liked I liked the villain. Some of the parts, I will say some of my dislikes on the villain, some of the things were predictable. Um, my other dislike that I'll have, it's very minor. I've got mostly likes on this one. Minor dislike was that um, they didn't go in. They had an alien, uh, a woman come in and say, "Hey, I, I'm having trouble. I've, you know, got a distress ship. Blah blah blah. I need your help." Um, I you just go blindly. Into yeah, it. I came through this nebula, and they're like, "Well, we can't. Our our things can't sense through this nebula." But the Enterprise has got the most advanced such and such, and they just went ahead and went. Now, they don't show you the deliberations that they had. They didn't show you like, okay. Should we trust her? Should we do this? So you don't just go on a whim. Well, our mission is to boldly go where no one's gone before. We need to explore this anyway. Let's go ahead and just... We're going through... We're going to have to go see what's through this nebula anyway. We're going to, have to track through these things anyway. Let's do two birds, one stone. We'll go through it. We'll explore something. We'll help her. We'll, and we'll help her along the way. It didn't seem like that. It didn't seem like she was a long the way person. It seemed like she was the main focus. Yeah. Um, I do like... That they, in the same token that they left that out, that it was a negative, they did a great job in leaving some of the other information out for you. So when it did unfold, you're going, dang. Yeah, dude, I didn't you, expect you the were, twist. The enemy, I did not expect that twist. I didn't expect a twist. I didn't expect, uh, I mean, Captain Kirk set some people up. He did a great job in laying bait. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it was it was really neat seeing that. And I, like you said before, it was neat seeing all the characters come together, be a part of the puzzle have their expertise and their worth. So it wasn't just like, oh, listen, I can read this and I only use it to listen to one little thing. No, um, you have Uhura being a big part, Scotty being a big part, Dr. McCoy being a huge part. So all of the main characters you got to see be a huge part of this movie. And it, it, it just worked out beautifully. 
Um, and, tr- and last thing, in, in true Star Trek fashion, they went ahead and uh, destroyed another Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, poor, that poor ship. Uh, it survived three years, you know, so that's not bad. Uh, I think that's longer than most times the Enterprise survives anything. Usually it just comes out there uh, straight off the dock. I'm like, oh, we got a companion ship. Oh, it's great. It's great. And boom, it's done. Um, even though Scotty always called it a bucket of bolts. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I want to know where, how would you rate this? How would you rate this movie? Would you go see it in the movie theaters? Would you wait for it to come home? Would you just DVD it? Or would you just wait for Netflix? Uh, this is definitely go to the theater. This is one time, you know me, I'm, uh, I'm an avid movie watcher, but I'm very uh, pick when it comes to going to the movies and spending my hard-earned money. Because you know, anytime you go to the movies these days, with food and anything, spending 20 bucks. Oh, easy. So, and I don't mind, don't get me wrong, I don't mind spending 20 bucks if it's worth if I go. To me, any movie that makes me feel a certain way, that the way the director intended me to do, or action, sad, scary, whatever, then it's worth my money. When yep. it, uh, unlike, well, I'm not going to go back again, but unlike The Killing Joke, I, I didn't think I got my money's worth. But with uh, Star Trek, definitely did. It's a go-see in the theater. It's even a buy afterwards. Yes. I truly oh, yeah. feel that. Like the old, I have the old set, all of them in a, in a box set. This is definitely one to put in one of those sets if you get just Blu-ray or 3D, whatever you decide to get. I'm waiting for that Christmas time where they go, hey, we're going to add one, two, and three of this era into a box set. I would totally get it. Yeah, absolutely. That's, it's definitely something. And, and uh, hint, hint, I guess we're going to do shopping in July because why not? So would you do it? Yeah. Um, if you got someone who's a, a Trekkie, I think they'd enjoy it. Oh, they absolutely. Would, absolutely. absolutely. Even this. not a Trekkie would enjoy it. it yep. It's a great movie. Yep. Um, now the other thing that I wanted to kind of put in, so those are two movies we saw. I'm gonna and we've gone backwards. I'm gonna jump to the future, and all I want to try to do is get predictions for an upcoming movie. We've been hyped over about the train is the train is fully there. It's left the station. There's no brakes. Suicide Squad. I want to get your thoughts and what is your predictions that what are your thoughts about the movie, and then I want to get your like your, your predictions of how you think it's gonna do. Um, that's a good one. Th- this movie's got to do good. There's no question about it. DC is banking on this one, and I think so is a lot of people. Um, the Batman movie wasn't so hot. The Batman vs Superman, the uh, Superman one. So we're we're expecting something good. Uh, Marvel's got the right, you know, soup recipe. Hopefully, um, DC is coming aboard with this one. Um, Suicide Squad, like I said, it's not a big. I read Suicide Squad, the comics itself. It's never been a big. Um, Superhero group, or I said supervillain group. Yeah. Uh, they're your, uh, did your, I guess, B-listers, C-listers. I mean, you got Deadshot, you know, with guns. You got um, Harley Quinn. She's just crazy with a mallet, you know. Yeah, I was um, going to say Deadshot, it looks like, you know, De- Deathstroke's poor cousin. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, you're right. It is. It's the B-listers. Yeah, you know. The only two people that really have powers is the, um, uh, Enchantress and... Yep. Um, the guy throws a fire ring. Yeah, I, I see him. He's got the skull. He's got the muerta. Uh, I, I can't do it. I can't. I'm not. Th- I do like Batman villains. These are the ones I didn't die that that well into to actually bring that up, and people are probably just screaming at me right now. Uh, yeah, and so what, now the podcast. For, so what the trailers? Well, let's say what the trailers. Are. The trailer shows yes. obviously is going to be. It looks like a glimpse of Batman in there somewhere. You see the cape and stuff. So I'm assuming it's Batman. Um, you got the Joker, obviously. I'm not so thrilled about the Joker. I guess I can't, I can't get the the last Joker was hands down the best I've seen so far. Yeah, um, for live action, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and he passed away and everything, but uh, he was a great Joker. So this one looks very cartoony to me, a very um, fake, real, real green hair, you know, silver teeth, white. So hopefully he does a good job in you know portraying Joker, but it just that doesn't seem real Joker to me. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, we see some sort of in the subway some sort of tentacle thing so it looks like some sort of supernatural being or something from another dimension or something so I'm really curious how it's going to play out to something that could be a tie-in um, Superman but then at the same time you got these sea listers what you know what can they really do with this uh, yeah. super dimensional being if that's what it is you know right um, right uh, I'm hoping that I'm assuming the comedy's going to be there with Harley Quinn and the, and the group as a whole hopefully they mesh together uh, but I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping uh, I'm definitely going to go see it in the theater like I said there's a lot of hype behind it but it could also fall flat on his face as well. Um, yeah, my, my thoughts are there's a lot writing, same like you did. There's a lot writing on this movie. Um, my predictions, yeah, I'm going to go based off of um, Guardians of the Galaxy because this seems to be, the, like you talked about, this is the recipe. They're using the recipe. If it follows the same suit, um, they picked Queen as a background. It seems like we're, we're doing the same type of thing. The storyline ought to be some similar. I think it's going to be great for the masses. I think the masses that go watch this are going to love it because it's going to hit. I think they're, they're definitely going to appeal. They've learned this one. They said, "Hey, we saw something that just worked. Guardians of the Galaxy just worked. It was fun. It was great. It was you know mis- was they were misfits. I was I was more impressed with the Guardians of the Galaxy than I thought it was yeah. going to be. I was far oh, yeah. surprised. I was far far surprised too. And this is I think they kind of followed that Misfits movie. Um, and I think this is going to do it. I think this will. Um, I'm very optimistic. Um, I wasn't in the past. I'm becoming more optimistic that this one will be a great. I think it'll be a great DC movie. Uh, I hope. I hope that this will also be the cornerstone or the turning stone that you can kind of hit the corner and now we can take it to a better direction than what it has been. Um, we'll we'll see about how that works. Um, and actually, we're coming up on time. For the first segment, and we actually will talk about uh, some other things that might help this kind of take the turn, take the change, and uh, move on ahead. And when we come back on our next segment, we'll go into a little bit of uh, actually San Diego Comic Con itself and a lot of the things that it kind of offered and showed us this weekend that made this weekend so crazy. Um, But uh, again, guys, I just want to let you know that uh, the Geek Gauntlet is brought to you by Jack's Nerd. If you want to, go ahead and show uh, show some support. Go click on uh, the Jacks Nerd website, www.jacksnerd.com, where they tackle uh, the latest uh, games, shows, and comics that everyone's talking about. Um, send a like, share it uh, with your friends, catch us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And uh, as always, enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, to the Geek Gauntlet brought to you by Jack's Nerd Studios. Uh, tackling the games, shows, and comics everyone's talking about. Um, we're coming back. We talked about, we were going to promise to talk about uh, San Diego Comic Con. Um, and that kicked off Thursday. Yep. Officially kicked off Thursday. And sci- it was pretty cool because Sci Fi Channel picked it up, uh, Twitch picked it up, a bunch of other things kind of streamed. Um, different segments. Um, IGN had its own thing. Uh, Fat Man on Batman. Like all the, all the you know the hitters were there, and they were kind of doing their own little takes on it. Um, they also dropped off new trailers on just about everything. Oh, yeah. 
they dumped it was it was like the E3. <laughs> it was literally the E3 of video games. They were dumping out trailers for stuff that wasn't even going to come out for years. Um, it was a real treat. I loved it a lot. But um, I actually want this is the first time you and I we were actually here last Thursday because that's our meeting days. Um, so we're here. We're sitting on a meeting. We're loading up what's going to happen for the week. You know what's the show going to be like. You know when are we going to write the blogs? Who's writing what? You know the whole newsroom. You know, we're we're in the we're in the bullpen, <laughs> and um, we click on sci-fi. And I don't know about actually I do know about you. I know about you because we both looked at each other. It sucked. Oh yeah. It was it was horrible. It's like Will Arnett. This is your life. Yes. It was. <laughs> Like, this was so bad. This would have been my raid section. Absolutely. It oh. was a waste of damn time is what it was. Oh, my God. They didn't show anything we, from the floor. And we were an hour in. Oh, yeah. We were an hour in of our lives lost. Just crap. They should have said on top of Comic-Con because he was yep. on top of the building. Yep. You didn't see. You had a couple of guests, but it was all basically a show of himself and a couple of guests. That's it. You didn't get to see, didn't show any of the trailers for the most part. I could be wrong a little bit. You saw a couple people dressed up, but you don't see real any... You know, people in cosplay. Yeah. I mean, everybody there seemed uncomfortable. For those of you who are geeks like myself, I'm, I enjoy the old days of G4 TV, uh, where they actually had people on the, on floor, the floor, inside Comic Con, walking around, seeing the panels, seeing the booth, seeing the people dressed up. That's your MP. You don't want to be outside on top of a building. No, you know, no, it, it, it was a waste of time in the sci-fi. It it really did suck. I mean, I, it sucked so bad I tuned it out. I didn't watch sci-fi for the rest of the. The weekend. That first hour, or first, I don't know, almost two hours, really, um, that we watched the, the Will Arnett show. Um, well, you know, they had it was a three-day coverage, so I recorded all three days. So I'm hoping, okay, well, maybe just the first it was just oh, all so about you Will. More. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I wasted my time. It was a waste of time. I was writing in the meantime because that's how bad it was. So I was, I watched second thing, maybe it'll be different. Guess what? No, he comes back with the same stupid game again about guessing what you did in your past, a couple other guests. Um... But really, nothing worth it was a waste. Waste, uh, very little information. I got more information off the internet than I did off that show. Yeah, that exactly, and that's sad because you're right. G four was great because you would watch it because you're you're watching the cameraman and the host or whatever go through. Olivia Munn was right in the yeah. middle. You're going you know, through the con. She was you're, dressed up in cosplay. Yes, I was gonna say you see the people in the cosplay. You see some of the vendors. You see who's there. You, oh wow, this artist is there, and, and this writer's there, and look at the and you can see you know they'll show. A panel's from the distance or whatever, you know, or they'll show you the door to the panel. And so you're just going crazy, like, oh, now they're screening, a special screening of whatever, or a special screening of this. Well, they walk the floor and you see the different collectibles, and they talk about the collectibles yes. available only at Comic-Con. None of that stuff was None there. of it was shown. It was, it was crap. Now, a couple things that I did like um, about the San Diego Comic-Con that I did not see on Sci-Fi, but I saw some other interviews. I did like watch. I always like watching Stanley. Stanley is a perfect, like, combination of humbleness and gigantic ego wrapped into one. Like, he just kind of, he, he plays both of them. He's a showman. That dude's a showman, really. Um, but I, I, you, you love seeing Uncle Stan there um, because he's, he's almost like that guy, he can say anything. Hmm. He can burn the whole place down to the ground. You're like, who the hell burnt Stan did it? Stan, come, who, who lets you out? You, you can't do that. Come on, Stan. You're better. You know, it, he's got that almost invulnerability type of thing. He's the, he's the godfather. Yep. He's the godfather of comics. Um, you know, and, and I know a lot of people are like, ah, they're rolling, you know, Jack Kirby's rolling in his grave and all this stuff's happening and Romita should be blah, blah, blah. You know, you, you hear everyone going across it, but you have to say he, he's definitely the ambassador. Yeah. And, and just for all comics in general, he has that same standard. He 
doesn't work for Marvel, hasn't worked for Marvel forever, but still is kind of like the ambassador for them and will still promote DC and still promotes comic, the whole culture. You know, there's no bias. He's like, hey, this is what, well, okay, I, I won't say that. There is bias. He still loves Spider-Man as his favorite and I, I'm very, I'm very happy that he does because I love Spider-Man as well. But he's also talking about making, he's still making his own. He's still writing. He's 93. Going to be 94. My God, he's still going. He's still doing things. His hearing's going, that you've seen. But Jesus, you're 94. I'm surprised that I, I, I don't even know if I'll be even mobile. <laughs> yeah, I love I, I mean, going to cons. Yeah, he's going to cons. He's taking trips all across the country, all over the place. Um, now, the, we did say, like, you know, we keep harking on that sci-fi sucks, but you got to see a lot of great things, a lot of really cool things about sci-fi, or, or not about sci-fi, but San Diego Comic-Con, via trailers. Oh, yeah. They dumped out tremendous amount of trailers, and it just it all happened at once. It seemed like Saturday just unleashed everything. They didn't really worry about Thursday. I didn't hear nothing. Friday didn't hear nothing. Then Saturday, it was like, boom, new trailers for Justice League, new trailers for Wonder Woman, new trailers for Doctor Strange. Oh, hold on. We're not done yet. Remember all those Netflix things? Oh, here's Daredevil Season 3 is coming out. Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders teaser. I mean, they just kept hitting and I want to talk about, and definitely got to talk about Justice League, Wonder Woman, and uh, Doctor Strange because they even went deeper. They're coming out. Um, I want to go Justice League first because we did talk about Batman versus Superman. This is the tie into it. Chronologically, it's the next thing that's going to happen. Um, what, there's anything in that, in that trailer that kind of stood out that you were like, oh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing this. Um, well... I'm hoping that this movie is going to be a big hit compared to what uh, obviously the previous ones. Oh God, yes. Um, I, I like Aquaman. I really like Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman. Uh, they picked a good character for Aquaman. It's good. Everyone. I haven't met someone yet who hasn't been like I liked Aquaman. Like everyone. That's been the the like the ninety nine percent, a hundred percent. You know, consensus is Aquaman was awesome. Um, anything else besides Aquaman? Um. Ooh, that list is getting slow. I can see, yeah. I smell the smoke. It's no, like, oh, I don't... See, I, I have a like and dislike. I'm really looking forward to Cyborg, and obviously we're going to talk about yeah. him as well. But I didn't like the way they made his suit. You mean the uh, Michael Bay Transformer Megatron suit? Yes, and he, it's cracked in the middle like you're going to stick your hand in there and pull something out. You yeah, know? I, well, I th- thought that too. With a glowing red light. Now, I, mean, I wouldn't mind having that happen in a, in a phase, but I when they did show it... And it looked like he was really kind of former part of the team. It wasn't like he just got out of it. Like, he wasn't, hey, I just awoken from consciousness from there. He was like, hey, I've seen you for a little bit. I'm about to, you know, I've already been through my first kind of battle. We're about to go see the big, we're about to go hit the big guy, you know, next, the big antagonist. And it still looked like it was, yeah, it looked like it was put on. Yeah. And it did look like he was going to transfer, like he was going to, which he can. I know he can, but <laughs> it did, there wasn't plating. You know, no, you're so used to seeing that armor, chest piece. Yeah, you're you know. starting to see like sleek plating and, and stuff like that, and it, it didn't have that. Um, had a very brittle look to it, um, which was not exactly like you said. You look like you just rip it apart. It didn't look it didn't look really good at all. Um, but again, I haven't seen it. I don't know the context. I'm only shooting from what I saw in the trailer. Um, I too loved Aquaman in here. Um, I'm kind of weird. 
I liked I liked Affleck's Batman suit again. It's fine, even though it's paper mache. It, it's, I'm it's not okay. a fan of paper mache. Yeah. It's okay. It's not. It's not god awful. There's been one. The one when they had nipples on it. That was the worst one. So it's not. It's not the worst. Um, but every time I hear him talk, I'm like, what? What are you going? Hey, hey, hey you want to the car? It's wicked. It's wicked hardcore. You know, you kind of just. Hey, I'm from Beantown. Like you just hear that Bostonian just come out. It's like, dude, I need you to be more. Uh... <laughs> it sucks because I'm like, can you be more Kevin Conroy? <laughs> because that's the Batman that I've listened to for the past twenty something years. Um, it, it's weird to hear that that Boston accent come from Bruce Wayne. Um, you know, instead of just a, either a Western or even a New Yorker accent, New Yorker's accent. Um, it definitely was kind of odd there. I did not like, um, I did not like the Flash. Yes, I did not like and, the Flash at all. And because and here's the reason why: when they showed on the trailer, um, they opened up to the room that he was in. I was like, oh, cool, it's the Oracle. <laughs> you know, because he has TVs everywhere. It looks like he had he was spying on stuff. And you know, then it's like, oh, it's the Flash. It was kind of cool when he was doing his Flash moment. He had electricity and stuff. That to me seemed like it was kind of over the top. The electricity was just frying crap everywhere. So I was like, "Well, you got all those electronics. You being the Flash, you're gonna if you go buy someone, you're just ripping the the crap out of them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you're you're okay. This is interesting. How do you not cause tremendous amount of harm everywhere you go? Um, it was neat to kind of see him say, "Hey, yo, how you're you know him to look at the bat." Batarang being thrown and, and yeah. get that kind of oh my god is this Batman you know it, it, that part was cool to see his face but for the most part I was very lackluster on Cyborg I was very lackluster on pretty much all the characters besides Aquaman Aquaman's eyes look cool um, the wave crashing things look cool but uh, who are you talking to fish huh you know yeah. like really so um ah just I can't do it so. I hope this is going to be better. It needs to be better. These are all needs. It's, it's on a needs basis. This needs to be better. Um, Wonder Woman. What did you feel about that? Uh, the trailer? Yes. I like the Wonder Woman trailer. Um, I can't help, and I could be wrong again, I can't help but seeing they're trying to copy Captain America, the first Avenger. I movie. swear to God, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, what's that? I like can't that? help but feel that way, you know? The Captain America first is like been there, done that. Now you're just doing it with Wonder Woman. You yeah. Know? Hey, cool. Mm-hmm. Now you're not you're not fighting uh, Hitler and the Red Skull. You're taking sticking it to the Kaiser. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Great. Uh, awesome. The only difference is uh, he was frozen. She's immortal, and uh, pretty much so she's from the past. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doesn't mean it won't be a good movie. You know, it could definitely be a good movie. I mean, the trailer was great with her magic lasso glowing as she's whipping it around like a whip and. And taking bad guys out, her shield, and taking bulls with her shield and, and her blade. But then again, since she's pretty much a god, a demigod, or whatever you want to call it, with these superpowers, pretty much invulnerable. I mean, remember, in the last movie, she was fighting... Uh, Doomsday. <laughs> Doomsday. Taking it to him. <laughs> taking it to the... Yeah. Loved what is a machine gun going to do to her, really? Yeah. yeah it's going to... I, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, cool. Here's another formula. And we're, fa- we're following the Marvel formula again. But don't do it. You didn't have to because she, you, in the what five minutes, three and a half minutes that you had Batman vs Superman, she was the best part of it. Yeah, yeah, you could have just kept up from there or done something. Could have continued the line for here, having her do her own whatever. But it's like, oh no, we're gonna do a, an origins on her. It's like you don't have to. You really do not have to. Um, and I think if you, 
and this is not really an origin story either. It's kind of like the last time she was around in a big event and then kind of disappeared. Uh, I, I don't... It actually probably would have been more unique if they did do an origins. You saw Zeus and you had Ares and all those things. Well, yeah. Well, doesn't mean there won't be in there. Maybe hey, a little bit. It could be because the trend doesn't show the gods, that. I was going to say, the gods yeah. are probably still there. Um, that would probably be one of the really cool aspects of it. What, the only thing we saw in the trail thing. was she sees a guy, a man for the first time on her island. And then he yep. goes from there. Then we're assuming, obviously, she gets recruited to come to, this, to the man world, I guess. And... And she knows that she's fighting for the good guys, and which I, I think is kind of interesting too, because unless you know, and the gods do this all the time. I mean, my God, they they've done more than just disguise themselves as not being man or woman. They've done geese, spiders, rain. For Christ's sake, I mean, Zeus has impregnated women with rain, so it's anything's out there. But when she's surprised to see a man, I guess you could be surprised to see a man on your island. But it almost seems like she was a surprise to see a man ever. Yeah. Like, it's the first time she's ever seen one. Yeah. And I go, I have a very hard time believing that as long as you've been alive and the gods that you've messed with have never planted you once against a single man. You know what I mean? Like, like there was something just well, kind of Well, in the story, what I said, well, in the story on the island, it's, you know, it's only women only. Yeah. There's no men. But there's still, so, I mean, but the Amazons, they've, they've been against men. You know what I mean? Like, they've defended against them. They've had, I mean, you know the gods. You know, Zeus is a male. Yeah. You know, something, you know, did he just suspect, you know, depict himself feminine? I, what? So he maybe came as a burning bush, okay? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> see, here we, uh, wrong, wrong, uh, wrong theology there. Um, yeah, so, th- so that part, maybe it's just that she's surprised to see one, I, I don't know, at this time because it hasn't been one for so long. I'm hoping that's it. I hope it, but it did give me that sense that she's never seen one ever. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm like, hey, Shoggy, you're an idiot. That's not the way it went. And, and if it did, great, because that means it's a better story. You know, to, to, for me to be wrong means it's better. And I hope I am wrong. I am, I'll be proud. I'll be happy. I'm assuming that maybe, the way that, from what it sounds like, remembering the comics, I guess, I don't know how they would go with it, because movies always loosely based on the comics, and they mm-hmm. have been doing a good job so far, DC anyway, when it comes to movies and comics. But I'm sure it's going to start off that she's born, her mom raised her, you see a little bit from her growing age, learning how to fight and be strong and obviously different than the other women there uh, and then all of a sudden she doesn't know any better fast forward to she's a teenager and she's grown up and then something happens this guy lands on the on her island that's why she never saw a man before in her life so gotcha. that's the only I can see they play into it. and then she's so curious about it and obviously the way she goes back to our world is he has to come back Yeah. yeah. and so he recruits her somehow and you know she's attracted to him so she's like okay let me go and the story goes from there gotcha um Last of the new big movie trailers that hit out because we have a bunch of TV ones, but I want to get to the movie ones. Um, Doctor Strange. Oh, that I can't wait for. Holy crap! Cannot wait. They for. unloaded a whole bunch more special effects. I loved and I wanted. It looked like um, his arch nemesis. Um, starts with the M. Mordor. Um, no, 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 no. Not not uh, Nordamu. or Dormammu. Sorry, God, I am I am now conflicting my World of Warcraft. With my, you know, bronze dragon flight with the freaking Doctor Strange. Whatever, it's all part of the time continuum. I was right there in the time <laughs> thing. I was saying, well, at least I'm on the right track, um, Tormammu. Um, but the um, the eyes. Did you see the eyes of that one guy? Yeah. Where they're kind of crackled and almost sunken in, almost like to the skull. It was really interesting. And remember, uh, especially this new um, 
uh, Doctor Strange comic that's come out talked about having paying a price for using magic type yeah, of thing. Yeah. I wonder if that was his. But the reality altering stuff was like, you. Everyone made the joke about the Inception. This was on Inception on crack. Oh yeah. This oh, thing yeah. was just gone. And I love, I love the magic people all the time. Like um, we did it, you know, did a post today, and I said one of my favorite Teen Titans was Raven because she does the magic. She's just, she's just it's cool. She's and this super trip also cool. shows. I, I think I'm assuming when he's. The, the Sanctum Sanctorium as it's getting built or as it's getting yeah. transformed or changed to whether maybe he's changed to his liking or what but it was pretty cool how they altering everything you know and it's uh, it's nuts because even like the Sanctorium constantly changes each door the door you open and then close you open it again it's something it's another dimension it's it's so awesome it's it's the Alice in Wonderland type of thing where just things are just wacky and it gives you freedom because there's it's unpredictable uh, it's totally unpredictable. And so you can just keep writing whatever you want. Let your imagination just go crazy. Let go wild. They picked a great actor to be Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. Um, and and it's, like, yeah, it's a Marvel. They got the recipe. I'm sure it's going to be an and excellent like his, movie. his origin seemed to go right. Even the car color is the same color than it was in the comics. That yeah. gray, that kind of that sport Ferrari type of thing. Um, everything seems to kind of load up. Uh, you know, it's, it's matching up. Um, I'm, I like that. The casting of the Ancient One is a woman. I think it's cool because it's still, it, it allows you even farther to say that anyone can be Sorcerer Supreme. Even though in the original comics it wasn't, um, it's neat to see Sorcerer Supreme can be anyone because it's going to be Doctor Strange. And, and we know later on it's been Brother Voodoo or Doctor Voodoo. Um, and it's, it, the title of Sorcerer Supreme is kind of past. It's almost like quasi like having the, uh, the Hammer of Thor yeah. sort of type of thing. You know, it's kind of like eh, you know, because you're having celestial beings, these giant magical entities lending you their power, the Ashanti. You know, when he's like, oh, the power of the Ashanti. You know, I'm waiting for that classic speech. I want to know how he says it, because his voice uh, ought to be great for being yeah. Dr. Strange, for being cast there. I hope he opens the eye on his cape. Eye of Agamotto. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, and when he threw the cape, speaking of the cape, when he threw it around him, the special effects were just kind of... Whoosh, Landed perfectly on the shoulders. I was like, "Oh man!" I was geeking out. Yeah, hard. yeah I can't I wait for so this one. This out. is gonna be great. Um, and I'm sure they're gonna tie in, especially because the Infinity Stones are all magic. So I know they're gonna yep. have something in there about the has stones. To be. Has to be. Maybe he's gonna find one or something. And so. Oh yeah, there has to be. There has to be. I can't wait to see him, uh, see Doctor Strange come into the Avengers, and I want to see them talk about him on the Defenders because he was a part of the Defenders. Um, and speaking of which. Daredevil season three had a little. It was a very short trailer. It just showed the subway. It had a three on there. Had a couple. Had it sound like a guy was getting his ass whooped, and then a little bit of blood splatter. A little bit of blood splatter on the three, and so that that was pretty much it for, you know, the Daredevil. Yeah, thing. it wasn't even. It's a teaser. It wasn't yeah, even a trailer. Totally a teaser. Um, and then Luke Cage. Again, more of a teaser, but they showed the cast, the cast of the characters, everyone on there. Oh, no, 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 they showed him get shot. He was going through that um, uh, that apartment building. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. the dude just, his uh, hoodie was just getting tore up, and he was just wrapped, took the car door out. And at first I'm like, why do you have a car door, dude? You're like, you know, they're shooting it, shooting it. And then he, he bends it and wraps the guy inside the car door, and I was like, oh. Oh, that's badass. This is what I'm looking forward to because I, I know we we saw we didn't see eye to eye when it came to Jessica Jones because mm-hmm. we know she has super strength too, yep. but they really didn't show her strength and she always seems more like in need of help and never showed that she, hey, she has superhuman strength. I think with Luke Cage, they're, 
they're definitely going with that route, and I'm going to be happy that he's not ashamed or afraid of his power or that he's well aware that he has superhuman strength, and they're going to use it to his full end. He's picking up a guy with one hand, bending the car door around a guy, so I'm definitely, I think they're going to have a more of a powers, superhuman strength in this one compared to just oh, Jones. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely got the su- su- superhuman strength's definitely been shown, and the indestructible skin has been shown on there. Um, and, I mean, dude, he's it's in Harlem. Clean up streets looks like he's taking out local local gangs like that's in his neighborhood. Um, I think it's badass. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a good badass. show. I cannot. I really can't wait because he, I love. I have a soft, super soft spot for street level characters. I think that's why I like Spider Man, even though they put him on everything. You know, they slapped him on a lunchbox and they put him <laughs> on everything. But I love the street. I love the Daredevil because it's street level. I like him because he's not. You know, Daredevil's got the street level thing, but he's dealing with like the high. Kingpin and stuff like that, where this one's like dealing with your everyday, you know, scum, you know, mm-hmm. like, like every way that the things you wish you could do type of thing. He goes and he's able to do them. I think that's what my big draw with him. Iron Fist, only really bit of a teaser. A teaser, yeah, it wasn't really and much. So, you know, there wasn't much. I, I got excited because not just because of Iron Fist, I want to see him. But I got excited because of the Defenders when they just showed the Defenders and it was ripping up things. Yeah, I was like, yeah. my boy, Power Man and Iron Fist, baby. Oh my God, here they go. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm getting choked up about this. <coughs> um, yeah, I, I was excited. I was, dude, I was totally stoked about seeing this. I think um, I, this, I'm on autopilot. I'm not even worried that these are going to be bad at no, all. Netflix did a good doubt. job. I have to make it's a, it's another. Uh, uh, company, you know, obviously, and they have their own directors and writers, blah, blah, blah. They did a great job with Daredevil. Like I said, I wasn't too fond of Jessica Jones, but Daredevil season one, season two, excellent. And I think Luke Cage will be great. So, especially Iron Fist. I'm actually more excited for Iron Fist than um, Luke Cage, but then, of course, the Defenders in the end, which is going to be great. It, yeah, and, and I'm just, I'm here chomping at the bit because I'm, I'm waiting to see them. I really do not have a problem. Even, if they ca- even with their casting, I'm like, I'm going with it. You've already won my trust. I'm going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no problem with that. Um, I do want to kind of cap this off since it's San Diego Comic Con. Um, and I wanted to end it on, on a good note. I wanted to end it on with a, an iconic comic book character. I think every week what we should do, and uh, we did it our last one. We missed a week uh, due to all sorts of craziness that was going on before we had some cancellations, some guests, and stuff like that. But, you know, real life happens, people. Real life actually happens. And it always takes precedence over what's going on here. But um, I wanted to pick up what we left off on. Our, this is our comic book hero and villain of the week. And I thought that since we had Justice League, we had Wonder Woman, we're really talking about, and the killing jokes were real deep in DC. And also because last time we did Marvel, I figured we should do the flip-flop. So next week, all you Marvelites out there, don't worry. I'm going to get you. I'll have something special for you. Don't worry, we've got you covered. But this week, um, I chose Cyborg from the Justice League, from Teen, mainly from Teen Titans, from a lot of the things. Um, I chose Cyborg because I just I like him. I like Obic Stone, um, total badass. Uh, give you a little synopsis of him. Um, so superhero, he's half man, half machine. Um, his body was destroyed in, a, in like the tragic accident. Saved through experimental technology. Now they've changed the way it's been. One was his father's type of technology he was working on. Uh, the movie Batman vs. Superman. Or no, Sh- no, no. The uh, Justice League, just, I guess. Yeah, it shows it's kind of like the mother box. Mother box the mother yeah. box did it. Um, or a mother box. Yeah. Um, 
So his body parts have been replaced, uh, high-tech gadgets. Um, it's constantly providing him life support because he was dying. It was like an experimental procedure to save him. Um, and this is kind of like his thing. Um, he struggles with being a cyborg. And there's times where he owns it, but it sucks because he's not machine. He's not man. He's not really accepted by most people because he is part machine. He's always kind of like that... Almost like you can't trust him, even though you want to. You're waiting for the machine to kind of take over. You know what I'm saying? Like he, and even he worries about that. You know, losing his humanity in this. Um, and like I said before, um, he's been powerful. His his arms change. You know, change to almost like the occasion that's there. Whatever he needs, he can access and it adapts and learns, which is super cool. Um, he's been primarily a member of the Teen Titans, like I said, but also a member of the Justice League. Um, I remember he first appeared. And DC Comics presents in 1980. Now this is not we're not Golden Age. It's not even Silver Age of comics. This is very actually very contemporary. I think the, the 80s to me is a very contemporary time for uh, for comics. But a lot of cool shit happened in the 80s. Hmm. Venom happened in the 80s. New Mutants happened in the 80s. Wolverine happened in the 80s. I know I just did a whole bunch of uh, Marvel stuff, but that's who I am. I mean, but you have the Killing Joke. You have the Dark Knight Returns, that whole thing. All that stuff. Frank Miller started coming in and writing a lot of dark stuff. The comics really had a jump start in the 80s. They, 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 were, they were kind of falling out, and they just hit, they went, they went deep. And they really brought in a lot of really cool characters, and Cyborg is one of them. Um, remember you were talking to me. You had something. Uh, he was created. That's right. You actually um, you were d doing your research, and you popped this up and said he was created by uh, who? Who's great about it again? You had uh, Marv Wolfman and George Perez. That's right. That's right. I knew that. I remember writing it down. I was looking through my notes. Um, another couple things that I, I like and don't like is that when you see Cyborg in a lot of things, he's kind of like palling around with somebody. So I wanted to dig a little deeper to find a couple comics, a couple issues, maybe a couple series. So if you're interested in Cyborg and you want a series on him, and not just, hey, I'm watching Justice League. Cyborg happens to show his face around the corner or what have you. Um, you could pick up, it's called a DC Special, Cyborg Number 1. Um, it's a six-issue series. It came out in 2008. Um, you can also pick up, if you like that one, I mean, granted, small little six issues, not much. Um, if you wanted a longer span, there's another uh, Cyborg that came out. This is very, very recent. So it's almost kind of like a New 52, no, no, no. 2008, that's, that's early. Too no, early yeah. for New 52. Yeah. That's just before. Um, but a very post, I would almost think it's a post-New 52, is uh, Cyborg that's out right now. Um, is a 12-issue Cyborg number one. Again, you can start off with that one. Uh, it's The Man Inside the Machine. Um, and it's really awesome. I'm looking at the cover right here. It is fantastic. It's got like the Leonardo da Vinci uh, human anatomy kind of... Uh, artwork in the background and it's showing uh, his hand up uh, kind, of, kind of Tony Stark-esque with like the little you know, phaser beam or whatever coming out of his hand but you see like the the upgrades going on uh, to his armor and such. Another one of my favorites um, especially seeing uh, Cyborg in the uh, um, in the movies I love seeing him. My favorite cartoon was uh Teen Titans. I him. loved him in Teen not, Titans. Not Teen Titans <laughs> Go, but teen, but just Teen Titans. Yeah. Loved him in that. He was awesome. Um, and I loved him. I loved him in Flashpoint Paradox. Yeah. 
that was cool. Even though poor Vic, dude, he gets ripped up. It's amazing how they had different iterations of him. And what I mean is, like, you look at, in some, he was more more human parts than machine. Uh, you know, he had two regular human arms. Yep. Another one, he's nothing but all metal. You know, just his face is pretty much the only part the that's, only thing human, that's flesh. human. Yeah, yeah. And the newer one, his arms look human again, but they're actually cybernetic because they open up and weapons come out and everything else like that, even though you see two look, regular human arms looking. Um, in the movie, they're doing the, the all machine part pretty much. If you look at yeah, what I saw in the trailer, he, the only thing was human was his face, but I thought his maybe chest. Might have his, I thought maybe his right shoulder, maybe his right arm. I have to see again. Could, could be, but because they did definitely show the left side, the left breast um, being like that. It looked like Megatron, straight up. Yeah. It like Megatron. Like just think of a bunch of metal scraps. Like someone just kind of tacked, tack welded a bunch of scraps together. Um, I was really waiting for him to you know do the transforming. Um, but yeah, that's Cyborg. Go check him out. Great character. Iconic character. Um, and someone who sometimes doesn't get as much, much love as they should. I, I think. Um, and a total badass. But uh, we're going to take a break. Um, just want to let you know that the Geek Gauntlet is brought to you by Jack Snurd. Uh, Jack Snurd, we are tackling the shows, the games, the comics that everyone is talking about. And we'll be back with some local stuff, a little local scene. What's going on? Uh, we'll talk about kind of our adventures at Ancient City Con and uh, what we're going to look forward to. It's coming up here in a few weeks. Another little little tidbit we'll tease you with. A little something called GAM we'll go into. But uh, we'll be right back. Alrighty, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Geek Gauntlet. I'm your host, Shoggy, and I, or your co-host, Shoggy. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm getting way ahead of myself. And I'm here with my boy, Negative Edge. Hey, everybody. Ah, oh, man, there you go. He asked so enthusiastic about being here. <laughs> um, and uh, we're brought to you by, we're in the Jack Snurd uh, Studios, if I can only speak and use my words, every single podcast I've ever done, I've always just tripped on everything. Uh, Jack Snurd, where they're tackling the shows, the games, and comics that everyone is talking about. Go visit them at www.jacksnerd.com, where you can catch every episode of the Geek Gauntlet, plus some of your favorite ones from Shortbox Podcast, from Shoggy and the Wheeze, and just all of our blogs that's going on from day to day. we got some videos, we've got pictures from cons, and actually, speaking of cons, um, not this week, the week before, uh, we went down to the... Thank you very much. Man's right on the tip of my tongue. And we went to go see... Um, Hitch City Con. Yes. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm failing twice. <laughs> um, met met uh, quite a few great artists. Yep. And I really want to take a little bit of time to kind of talk about them a little bit. Um, an artist that we both like. We both were watching him. He had a time-lapse video of his art. was painting he was doing. Oh, yes. He was looking on his phone and painting on, you know... Like a comic book canvas. It was really neat. Uh, it was uh, Kyle Willis. Yes. Um, and Kyle Willis is, he was painting, uh, who was he painting Deadpool. that day? No, 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 no. He had Deadpool already painted. 
Who did he have something else he was painting that day though? Red it? Skull. Red Skull. That's right. Yeah. Red Skull. Red Skull. Right. And I think he did. He did like a trio. I think he did Red Skull, the Beast, or Beast, not the Beast, Beast and uh, Apocalypse. Had all those three going. We were there, what Saturday? Saturday and yeah. so we saw we saw him doing Red Skull. Totally awesome. Um, he actually had he's finished all three, um, and he's got them hanging up at the Rogues Gallery in Orange Park, um, and they're for sale. So uh, you know, hey, a little hint, little little promotion here. Um, if you like, you can go check out Kyle Willis uh, art at art by Kyle Will or art art of Kyle Willis. Um, you can see him on Facebook. You can yep. follow if you go follow Jack's Nerd on Facebook. You can see all our likes, man. We like everybody. We're connection. We're connected, you know, to the gills with everyone who's here. Um, you can go check him out. You can go check out the Rogues Gallery. His stuff is up there. They have prices for it. You can basically pull it off the shelf and go home with it that day. Yeah, excellent artwork. Um, like I said, the canvas itself is pretty much looks like old uh, comic books, old yeah. comic book uh, pages. Yeah, it was old, and it had like you know the it was old Captain America ones yeah. too. Yeah. So it it goes with the theme. So when you saw Beast, it was a lot of Beast and X Men. When you saw Apocalypse again, it was the X Men stuff. But it was neat to see the background of it, and I'm like, I. I want that red skull. The guy's got some talent. Awesome talent. I might have to. I might have to get a like a green goblin. I might have to like request a commission here soon um, for a green goblin. Actually, that was pretty good because back on time to doing the comic of Spider Man comics in the background, yes. put a green goblin face. Yep, that'd be pretty cool. Just classic. I was actually on the internet uh, at that weekend looking up green goblin faces like oh which one to be good you know which one to be like a nice iconic one you know do I want the comic book one or do I want kind of like the uh, the animated series from the 90s because that one was fantastic too yeah, yeah. and I was going back and forth but uh, fantastic artist um, actually I don't want to spill too many beans but we're trying to line uh, maybe something up so maybe we should get uh, oh Kyle I'd love to have him on the show that would be great um, so just to pick his brain and just see what else he's got because I'll just be like a kid in a candy store like I was when I was watching him paint it was awesome um this uh, the the next writer we've got our next uh, artist writer um, talent we have you actually got to meet her more than 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 all of us um, was uh, Ashley Grapes uh, she's a writer of the the Journey to Amani uh, across the infinite void uh, across the infinite void um, that's like her series isn't it a trilogy that she's uh, working she's, on she's working on trilogy this is the second book just came out still hasn't been released to the public she had um, pre-release copies at the con. Yep. Um, uh, but she got two books. It's a sci-fi-esque uh, uh, adventure story with some comedy in it. She said um, she's actually a teacher, a local teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. And uh, she she writes in passion. Her first book she took her a couple months to write. The second one took less. Um, but you can get them on Amazon. You can buy them through her at her website. There's rating on Amazon, so people rate it pretty good. A friend of ours is currently reading them, so yep. give us some feedback on them and uh, see what he thinks of them. But uh, so far, I've been positive reviews about the books. I would suggest if you like any kind of support your local artist and uh, get books uh, the sci-fi realm, she's one you may want to check out. And she's actually legit sci-fi. Like, there's science in this. Yes. It's not just, you know, this is always oh, this is fantasy of what have you. This is legit. She was like, hey, this is actual science. There's actual, there's actually theories. There's actually work into this. Um and so I thought that was really kind of cool. I thought, you know, cool local writer, cool local teacher. Uh, that's, you know, that's kind of my realm too. I've got a soft spot for teachers, um, you know, being one. And it was just, it was neat to see, you know, all those things kind of playing together. Um, 
I, I, I just get stoked when I get to meet people who are just who go out of their way to create content like that or to, to create something that they love. Um, we got pictures of her on the site. Yeah, I was gonna pictures say she's, books. Uh, on our events page on the site. They, I've got pictures of all their stuff, like everything that we've done. done. We went to you know, the R2-D2 builders. We went to 501st Legion. I mean, you name it. We've got pictures of the cosplayers there. There's a whole gaggle. I think every Sailor Moon, yeah. the whole collection <laughs> was there. So we got them. We got... Uh, um, Crossbones and Agent Venom those were two badass look at, oh and General Grievous General Grievous yes. god that looks so cool whoever did that I don't know I, we didn't track you down I'm trying I, I've been looking I failed but your your uh, your cosplay was just pimp um, another book another writer that, that I got to meet at Ancient City Con really cool guy uh, is Winfield Strzok III um, he's a writer of Red Sounding now this this is me you had the science this is what drove me. This was a Cold War esque, um, like nuclear sub. Had a is like a vampire. So he's been living for a while. Been trying to stow away. Is being hunted. Manages to find his way to be on a nuclear sub in the Cold War era. And it's, I, I, as soon as he said, it, I'm, I'm having like flashbacks of Hunt for Red October. <laughs> like like I'm, and I love that movie. And I was just I was just stuck in it. Now what's really cool about um, Mr. Strzok is that. He actually has done, uh, spent a lot of his life in the Navy on a sub. So he's taken his real life, you know, uh, experiences about being the sub. So when you're going through these things, this is actual stuff. Again, actual science, actual engineering. You know, you're, you're, it's really cool to see that kind of meld in together. Um, and you get, because of some of the best stories, the best stories, based on either true events or factual thing all the time. Every single time that you've seen something, usually the best ones are personal life details or personal so, life yeah. events. So probably when you read his books about the story on the sub, you can actually see yourself down. He'll be able to visualize it to you very well because he was actually on Exactly. One. And he was, um, the one big thing that he kind of expresses, he's like, you know, there's a lot of action adventure going on here. Mindless, you know, shooting, you know, shooter up explosions, action. And he's like, I, broke, I want to break something down more to the cerebral level. I want you to think about it. You're on a puzzle. You're thinking, how did this vampire get here? How did this go on? How are you going to survive? What, you know, so it's it's very um, Sherlock Holmesy, mm -hmm. can I say? And speaking of which, what a great trailer. I don't want to get too sidetracked, but that's one of my favorites is that puzzle, that Sherlock Holmes type of thing. And that's what I kind of picked up through here. Um, but yeah, those were pretty much our, our artists and writers of Ancient City Con that we really got to see. So check out Kyle Willis, check out Ashley Grapes, and check out Winfield Strzok III. Um, you can also get his books as well on Amazon, yep. at his site as well. Yep. Reviews are there as well. Yep, and I would say both are writers on Amazon. Kyle Willis has got his own um, uh, website. He's, got, he's on Facebook. He's on Twitter. He's all over the place. Uh, and a really, all of them, really nice, very approachable people. Um, just great to talk to. Absolutely. Uh, honestly, we had that was the best part of the best con. Part of the con. People. Yep, the yep. best part of the con was really just sitting here and talking to the, the artists and the and the writers. Um, and something that I'm looking forward to coming up in a couple weeks. It's coming up soon. It really is. Is Gam. Yep. Now, for those of you who haven't heard about Gam or you haven't seen, been on a Facebook page, you haven't seen anything that's going on there. Hiding under a rock. Yes, basically. If you're a nerd and you don't know what Gam on here, is Gam is shame on you. But we're here to help. GAM is, is an acronym for Games, Art, and Music, and that's exactly what it means. There's going to be video games. There's going to be people who are developing video games from the uh, Savannah uh, College of 
uh, art and design. Man, that took me forever. I was like scat. I kept saying scat in my my uh, my head. Um, they're actually de designing video games. Last year, I got to met, meet some awesome people. Um, the makers of Battery Jam. Big big shout out to uh, Brandon Swain and to uh, Chloe. Great great people. Um, so I got to see you know get to see a video game from the ground up mm. and I get to do interviews with them and, and just all sorts of crazy awesome stuff. Um, you could have art. There's video game art. art. There's a blend of art. There's cosplay. There's beer. Oh, you can drink beer. You get in there. You can drink yourself beer. At least that's what it was last year. I'm thinking it's the same thing this year. Ryan, don't shoot me. Um, music, dancing, food trucks. Uh, I, what, I already said cosplay. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Arcade uh, games. Arcade games. A little bit of everything. And the, uh, your favorite local stores are going to be here. You'll have uh, Video Game Rescue is going to be there. Um... We're going to be there. It's it's just going to be it's going to be a great night, and it's a one night event. Right now, from what I understand, all the VIP tickets are sold, and I think the twofers are sold too. If I'm not mistaken, and we could be wrong, and you could go check there. We do have links, um, and I'll be posting the link again tonight. I'll be posting. The, I'll be doing it twice a week now. Usually, I just do it first on Monday. I'll be doing it twice a week now to remind you about Gam. Um, you can get tickets to Gam through us. Save you a little bit of money. Absolutely. Because if you wait until you go to the door, you're going to be spending 50 bucks at the door. If you get it through us for a single person, I'll knock 20 bucks off of it. $30 if you get it through us compared to 50 Now you're still thinking, you know, 30 bucks to go to a place? I said, like, you're not hearing me. You've got video games. You've got free beer. Right there. As soon as you have one beer, go ahead and knock that to 24 bucks. You have two beers. Go ahead and knock that down to, you know, 18 you're, you know, because you're talking about six dollar beers here. Yeah. You're, you're already knocking out. You have three beers. You just spent twelve dollars on a ticket. Yeah. You spend more money on worse. You know. Even oh my god. You told my movies twenty bucks just to go see a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're done. Popcorn. Yeah. This is multiple events, multiple things going on. Meet people to meet. Being social. Being out. social. Pokemon Go is going to be going crazy oh, in there. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say we even get to that. I mean, you've got lures that people are going to be throwing out there. You're probably going to have the gym. I think a gym might be opened up in there. Um, there's all sorts of stuff. So it's a great social event. Um, I loved it. Uh, I've enjoyed going the past couple years, and um, I'll continue to go. I love it. Ryan puts on a fantastic show. All the vendors there are fantastic. The people who come, um, it's really, really, really neat. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I've, I've always had a blast. I've always had a blast. Um, well, that seems to be pretty much it for our show for the Geek Gauntlet. Well, one last thing. Uh -oh, um, oh, we I'm are pulling the trigger. Yeah, no. We definitely are going to go this this weekend. We're going to go see the uh, Born, uh, oh, yeah, Born yeah. movie coming out coming out this Friday. This so Friday. look out for our review on on our site. Yeah, we should have the review Sunday. That's usually yep. typically Sunday afternoon. Is you typically our reviews on there. Uh, we like to go to uh, the Sunday morning. Uh, usually it's because you guys are drunk and hungover from Saturday or you're, you're being very good, studious, religious people and going to church. <laughs> so you let the whole entire thing open for us so we can go and run amok and, and really get to enjoy what's going on there. Actually, it's also because it's matinee and I'm cheap and I get to save six bucks. So let's, let's really get to the, cut the bull from it. Um, but yeah, we are going to go see that. We're going to do a review and uh, that's going to be a big thing on the next podcast. Really, we're going to bring in the born... Uh, it's not the born identity. I no. would never say that. Born, the born born. <laughs> the born born. The born born. Jason born born born. The born born. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. I'm Shoggy. Negative Edge. And uh, we're signing off for the Geek Gauntlet. We'll check you guys later. Hope you have a good week. Have a good night, guys.